Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Carrie Kennedy. She is a pet and people psychic, and I am so happy to have her on my show. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I met you through Adam Bollinger, who is the host of Graveyard Tales, and they love you. So does Jerry Polly with Hibbley Horror Stories, who I used to do a segment for. They love you. (laughs) And now you're on my show. So I'm so happy you're here. And before we get started, let's tell my listeners what you do and how you got started doing your psychic work with animals. And, And I know you can do people, but let's just, we'll start with that. Yeah, so I am an animal communicator, I'm a pet psychic, whatever you want to call it. I can tune into animals who are here and on the other side. I'm also a people psychic. I can tune into, same thing, I can tune into people who are here or on the other side. I kind of stumbled upon this. I've always known I was intuitive since I was a little girl, but in my 20s, I'm a creative writer, and I was writing in my journals, and uh, my handwriting just would start changing, and I was literally channeling spirit. And oh, wow. that really freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that really freaked, freaked me out. I was like, okay, I'm not going to play this, but stop doing this. Spirit was trying to communicate with me, and that scared me. So I stopped writing in my journals at that point. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, and then fast forward to um, when I was 32. I'm 43 now. When I was 32, my uncle died. I was really close to him. He was like a father to me. And right. He died. Now, the next day, I was sitting in my room just crying and um, missing him and saying, okay, I know I can hear you. Can you please just let me know you're okay? And I heard really loudly, I'm okay. Oh, wow. And yeah. at that point, I was like, okay, there's something to this. Maybe I need to explore this, right? That's when kind of the, the floodgate opened is when I allowed it to happen. Mm. And then I kind of started practicing on friends and family like I was talking to one of my girlfriends on the phone and I said hey are you pregnant you know because I was just getting little bits of information here and there and she said no but I just had a miscarriage and I said well who's Noni and she said well Noni was my great-grandmother and I said well Noni wants you to know that she's got your daughter and she's going to send your daughter back to you in four months and sure enough four months later she was pregnant with her daughter oh wow you know who she has now her daughter that so, is crazy. I mean, wow. And I, I don't know if that freaked you out or you were just kind of getting used to it by then. Because at first I understand why it kind of scared you because you're like, okay, I'm writing in this journal and I'm like, this is crazy. And like you said, once you let go, the floodgates open. So you started practicing on your friends. And then what started you on the pet stuff, the animals? What started that? Yeah. So that did freak me out. But at that point, when that happened with my friend, I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be giving messages to people, and Spirit kind of confirmed that. Mm-hmm. And so the more I, I did people readings, I started practicing, you know, doing free readings. The more I did that, the more animals started coming through from the other side. You know, I, I was talking to this one lady, and uh, I was like, why do I see a yellow bird around you? And she's like, oh, she started crying. That, that was the yellow bird I had for 12 years. Aww. And so I figured out that I was the pet medium. And then, you know, I just kept practicing, practicing, and then, you know, got to the point where I started charging for readings. And here I am, you know, 12 years later doing it professionally. This is my full-time job. So 
So see, that's incredible. And what a gift that is for you because you're helping so many people, you know, obviously not everyone can do this. And it's funny because I've talked to enough people that can do this that didn't realize no one else could do it. (laughs) That they were like, oh, I'm special. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. So when you communicate with animals, you can communicate with ones that are past and ones that are present. But you're also a Reiki master and you're also a healer. So did that kind of coincide with your teaching? Is that kind of what you wanted to continue doing or did that come natural? How did that start? It's all kind of a part of what I do, my being a healer, you know, because I am a, a healer, a counselor. The Reiki, I actually learned Celtic Reiki when I was in Charleston. I lived there for three years. I learned how to do Reiki kind of at the same time I was having this whole spiritual awakening. That's, you know, that's when I learned all about law of attraction. That's when I learned all of these spiritual tools that I would need to do all of the readings that I do today. So, you know, it's all divine timing. I learned all of that stuff when I needed to so that I could help people and animals today. Right, right. And um, when you were on uh, Graveyard Tales podcast, um, I couldn't help but wonder, they were asking you, or actually it just came up, what would happen in wildlife? You know, do you talk to the animals that are wild animals, you know, like deer or I don't even know if you can talk to snakes, but if you were approached by a snake and it was going to bite you, could you communicate with it? I know that's a silly question, but I just, I thought about that and I thought, I'm going to ask her that. It's not a silly question at all. In fact, I talk to spiders all the time. I talk to, I mean, I can talk to any critter. Yeah. I've talked to everything from river otters to caterpillars to, you know, birds, everything, ducks. (laughs) Yeah. You wouldn't think an insect you know, or something more like a bug would actually have a conscious, but I guess they do. It's my understanding that every living thing has a soul. Wow. Yep, that's I, crazy. I can't, I can't kill any, I, I save everything. If it's a little spider, I'll take it outside if that's where it wants to go. And yeah, I, uh... <laughs> well, no, it makes sense because I mean, if you can communicate with them, you've already got a connection. So, I mean, oh, yeah. how could you, you know, kill something? I mean, Hey, let's just be honest. I don't save mosquitoes. I'm sorry. They bite. <laughs> well, that's different. Yeah. You know, and I feel the same way about mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then also you were talking to them about a cats and they get this bad rap because they're Zen masters. Tell me more about that. Oh, cats are, I mean, animals in general are way more evolved than humans. They're just so psychic. I mean, mm-hmm. they communicate with visual images. So cats are so evolved that they can just sit there all day. I mean, cats are pretty much in meditation all day long, you know? Of course, they communicate with us by meowing and stuff and nonverbals and stuff, but they are just, they're so wise. People think they're just, you know, little floof balls that, I mean, a lot of people get it. A lot of cat lovers get it, but um, cats are are so wise. Dogs, horses, you know, most people don't understand how deeply feeling and wise they really are. Well, and to me, their intentions are always just about love. I mean, I know if they're abused, they're more protective of themselves and they may not seem very nice animals, but mostly it's because they were probably abused. But is the vibe different with a cat as opposed to a dog or a horse or a goat? I mean, are they different or are they kind of the same for those animals? I mean, every animal has their own different energy, but you're right, though. I mean, they, they all come to the planet to love and serve each other and be healers. Animals are here to heal us. 
See, they're here to evolve with us as souls, right? Mm-hmm. They're here to learn and grow and evolve with us as souls, whether that's to be a healer. They write out a life script with us before they even get here. They tell me that we incarnate together over and over again so that we can all evolve and grow together. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really fascinating stuff. Okay. So like when your dog or your cat is looking up at the wall, <laughs> I, you know, I have to assume I say this and maybe I shouldn't assume that they're probably seeing spirit because I do think they're sensitive to that. Am I right? You're absolutely right. So animals can see ultraviolet light. So they can literally see spirits wow. of animals and people. Yeah. That, that was my next question. Cause I was like, you know, there have been so many times and, you know, with my mother passing three years ago, I, I noticed my dogs look at the walls more than they used to. And I, I have to think she's probably just close by <laughs> and they, you know, they can, they can sense it. They've seen that and your spirit guides. We all have spirit guides and angels around us assisting us throughout our daily lives. So, you know, they're, they're seeing all the spiritual activity going on around you. And, you know, if there's any stuff going on in your house, you know, some people live in old houses, there's stuff going on there. You just never know. Yeah. And I ask a lot of uh, the people that have abilities like yours, and I ask them the same questions. And I'm going to ask you, what is your take on spirits or maybe somebody that's not crossed over like a ghost? I mean, do you think that's a more of a residual thing? Do you think that actually exists? Do you think ghosts are actually real? Oh, ghosts are very real. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, so there's a difference. Most spirits are crossed over into the light. I do believe that there are earthbound spirits who are stuck and have not, for whatever reason, been able to cross over. Maybe they are, maybe it was a very dramatic death. Maybe they were murdered or it was suicide. It was just a very traumatic incident. I'm not as versed on that topic. I very much deal with the angelic realm and spirits who are in the light, animals and people who are in the light. I don't work with anything dark or demonic, or but I, I do know there are a lot of people out there who work with those entities, but that's not my forte. Right. I run from that. <laughs> yeah, Girl, I would be too. Because you probably can sense it if you were to go to someone's home on a home visit. We can't do that, obviously, because of COVID now. I feel it deeply. I, I don't know if you knew I was on the Ghost Brothers premiere episode, you know, Ghost Brothers Haunted House Guest. Yes, I, I love that. Are they on Destination yeah. America? Is that their channel? They're on the Travel Channel. The Travel Channel channel okay um, yeah and i was actually pushed by a demonic entity on that episode um oh my gosh that was that was horrifying so yes i have experienced very dark stuff i've been around it and it's when you're a medium it is not fun to be around you just don't you don't want to even go there so but how do you handle that i mean can you block that person from trying to you know get in your head or whatever how do you protect yourself I, I have to. I have to put white light around myself. I have to ask all my angels and my guides to protect me and come in. And, and they do. I have a very, very strong set of angels and guides who protect me and, and assist me in all the work I do. Not just people, but animals just all around me protecting me. Um, right. I'm very grateful for that. Well, and I think we were also talking about, you know, how sensitive animals are. If an animal were to go into a place that's not the best situation spiritually with dark entities or whatever. I'm sure they can pick up on that very quickly too. Yes. So, so animals always cross over into the light though. It's my understanding that they don't get stuck. They're not. They're oh, right, stuck. right, right. Yeah. I just meant like yeah. they would sense something if it were in the house, you know, just like they do when they see maybe your mother. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> Some people like having animals on their ghost hunts because they help them to know if they don't, if they don't have the luxury of having somebody like you who's sensitive and knows. It's kind of nice to have yes. an animal, right? But I, I would warn people not to do that to your animals because that is a miserable experience for oh, you. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So when you're, let's go back to the pet thing then. So let's say someone has a pet and it's suffering from whatever. Are you able to hone in on that and heal that pet somehow or just give instructions on what the owner should do? How do you handle all that? Well, if it's physical, I do what's called body mapping. I can get into the animal and literally feel everything that animal's feeling. So the animal will say, my back left leg is hurting, or my stomach is really upset. I feel nauseated, or I'm really itchy, or, you know, they'll tell me physically what's going on. They'll tell mm-hmm. me emotionally what's going on. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm I'm happy. I'm excited. I feel everything they feel because I'm an animal empath. So, okay. you know, I, can, I can't necessarily fix them. If I'm in person with the animal, yes, I can give them Reiki. I can give them my healing. You know, I can certainly give advice and suggestions to the owner as to what to do with their animal. And they can help fix them physically, take them to the vet. I mean, a lot of times I've been like, hey, your dog just swallowed a hair tie or whatever, you need to get them to the vet immediately. And sure enough, like they've had to go get stomach surgery and they say they were able to save the animal. So, but you know, I can't always fix the animal. Emotionally, sometimes I've been able to to help. They've been traumatized in the past. I can reassure the animal by communicating to that animal that they're safe now. Nothing else is going to happen or this is your forever home. You're safe now. So I, I do think animal communication in that way does help to heal the animal. And I love that you can do it over the phone as well. With everything going on in the world, that's a lot better than trying to (laughs) go to everyone's houses or have everybody, you know, come to you or something like that. So that's a gift right there. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's there's no way. And I'm so blessed and grateful. I actually have clients all all over the country. And I've started talking to international clients as well. And all I need is a picture to tune in. So and I actually get distracted when I look at people. I don't want to know what their reactions are to me. I just want to be so tuned into the animal. So all I need is a picture of that animal. You know, obviously that's all I can have when the animal's crossed over. But even when the animal's alive, all I need is a picture to tune in because it's all energy. I'm just tuned into that energy and the person's energy. And uh, yeah, I just don't like to be distracted by people and their whatever's on their face or what they're thinking because I'm completely tuned into that animal. Right. No, and that makes total sense. And it's funny because you're not the only psychic I've talked to that says, I just need a picture, whether it's a person, yeah. you know, or whatever, because that you're right. It's an energy thing. Maybe the picture has energy. I don't know. But that's still so fascinating to me. Let let me ask you, what client has the most unique pet that you help? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I've talked to so many. I think uh, one of my favorites, anything different, like an exotic animal, you know. Right, right. I've talked to uh, macaws. I've talked to, you know, I, I talk to so many cats and dogs and horses. I love when I get to talk to river otters or, you know, sugar gliders. Wow. Or, yeah. Anything different like that is so cool for me to experience, you know, turtles or gerbils or hamsters or anything different like that. There's no one client, though, because um, I've gotten to talk to so many beautiful people with so many different animals throughout the years. Right. Um, I mean, I think my most recent one is was a beautiful macaw. It's a beautiful bird. Right, right. And they're big. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, they're so wise. What happens, like, w- when you communicate with any animal, how does that work? Like, is it a picture thing? Is it a word thing? Is it a feeling? What? How do they communicate with you? How do you get their information? Yeah, good question. It's through all of those, really. First, I ask permission of the animal if I can tune in to, into them. Right. If it's a living animal, I ask if I can talk to them, and they say yes. I, I wait until they give me permission because, you know, I wouldn't just go up to a person and start tuning into them without their permission, right? So I do that with animals. Right. There is ethics involved here. And I ask them how they're feeling. And also, I want to cover what the owner wants to know, you know. So I usually say, without giving anything away, is there anything you want to ask your animal? Because most people want to be like, why is my dog peeing in the house? You know, so we kind of get into the animal's energy in that way. And then I'll start talking. It's just like having a normal conversation with a person, right? I'll just start talking to the animal and say, why are you peeing in the house? And the dog will say, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just a two-way conversation between me and the dog. And, you know, the dog will start telling me all kinds of things about its environment. And I like this and I hate this and I'm unhappy or I'm not happy or whatever. I just try to relay as much information as I can to the owner to make it a beneficial thing so that the owner can learn as much as possible about their companion. So it's a lot of fun. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. If you can get that dog to quit peeing in the house, uh, kudos to you, girl. (laughs) Well, yeah, and I, and, I, and I tell people, I can't always. Sometimes it, it will take a trainer and me. Right, right. But starting opening the conversation with the animal is always helpful, I think. Right. No, I think that's great. And I sent you a picture of my pug, Dexter, who was a rescue. And I didn't want to tell you too much. I told you a couple little things, nothing crazy. And we can talk about that later or we can kind of talk about it just for a few minutes now whatever feels good to you or how however you want okay okay anything you want to ask Dexter well yes as you know he's a rescue and the one thing I did tell you his environment was obviously bad enough to be rescued because it was a bad situation and I do know that but I don't know anything else about that and he he rushes people when they either open the door or leave from a door like he'll rush at their feet and get kind of aggressive, not to everyone, but it's strange. And sometimes he'll try to pee in the house. It's that kind of thing too. And he'll cower. I know he trusts us more. He's so much better than he used to be, but Mm -hmm. I'm just so confused because he'll sometimes revert, go back and forth. But like I said, it's hard to explain because he confuses us and I don't know if we confuse him, but we try to give him a lot of love. So I'll let you talk now. Absolutely. Yeah, he does show me he has severe anxiety. He's got PTSD. He's he's shown me that that a man kicked him when he was younger. Oh. um, Yeah, you said he peed in the house. Is that what you said? Yeah, he he still tries to here and there. And I usually catch him, but, you know, I think it's, I don't know if it's a marking thing. I I don't know what that is. No, it's his anxiety. He's saying, I'm sorry, I don't mean to do it. Um, Let me just show him. Okay, I'm just ta- I'm just asking him a few things. Yeah, he said when I was four months old, I was kicked by a man. Oh, like heartbreaking. So I'm just going to show him. So I'm communicating to him with visual images. I'm just showing. Yeah, buddy. He says, I know I'm safe. I know I'm safe now. Let me just show him that he's in his forever home. He's not going anywhere. He said, I know I love my mama. I give her kisses. She gives me kisses oh. on my forehead. Yeah, he said, and um. He's talking about knees. Do you have a knee issue? No. A knee issue? No. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. This must be his then. Something about his front right knee. I don't know if it, like, he got hurt when he was little. That's kind of what he's making me feel like. So I don't know if if you've noticed something about that. Just be on the lookout for that. No, actually, you're right. I 
every now and then he will limp on his front right leg. And it's not always. I don't know if he's got arthritis or what there. He said that it got caught in something like a fence. Oh, God. Yeah, and it really hurts sometimes. I think it does. There is arthritis in that knee. I would get him on some pain management for that. I would talk to your vet about that. I would even get it x-rayed just to make sure. Okay, all right. Because he is in pain with that front right knee. Let me scan the rest of his body for you real quick. Okay. Um, He does feel itchy to me. His coat feels a little bit itchy. He says part of that is my anxiety, why I scratch so much. I'm sure you've seen him doing this, right? Right. Not as much lately, but yeah, he, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let me just ask you what, I do think there's something he's allergic to. What brand of food is he on? He is on Healthy Weight Iams. That's probably why. I would try to switch him to a really good, healthy, clean brand of food. I tell everybody about the farmersdog.com. I think there's something in there that's upsetting him. He's saying, yeah, he's showing me sneezing. I don't know if he's just had a cold or he has, he's got some breathing issues. But to me, this indicates allergies or sneezing or breathing cold issues lately. Okay. 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 Um, he's ta- I want to be in the bed with you. So do you let him and his sister sleep in the bed with you? Well, we've always let Molly sleep in the bed with us. From she, we've had her since 2009. We didn't want to get in the habit of having both of the dogs, but we, he has his, his own little sweet bed, and he loves his bed. I, I think he does. He does, but he's pissed because he wants to be in the bed too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom, no, I and we do, we feel bad about it. It's just you know that's not great for a marriage to have all the dogs in the bed, and you know so we just decided not to do that. So. I totally get it. That's He's saying that's where I want to be. Yeah. And if you yeah. can explain to him, any other dog we ever get again, that won't happen. It's just she's always, usually she sleeps with our daughter and not with us. But when our daughter's not home at night or she's spending the night at her friends, that's when we let Molly sleep with us. Okay. Um, he just showed me a butterfly. Did he have an incident with the butterfly or he chased them? Mm, not that I know of. No, maybe, maybe, maybe he had in the past. I, I don't know about that. Okay, or I could be tuning into future. Sometimes you might see a butterfly. I know it's winter, but yeah. <laughs> or you might see a butterfly sticker today. I don't know what that is, but okay. he's showing right. a butterfly. Okay. okay, okay. And he just said eight. Is he eight, or did you get him when he was eight weeks? You know, he was about a year and a half when we got him. About two, little over two years ago. Okay, so and he's not eight, right? No, uh huh. He's probably about four. Probably about four. Okay, then then that telling me that his birthday is probably in August. Oh, okay. All right. Well, no, that would absolutely make sense. I No, I, we had no idea. They were guesstimating on his age because they found him in the backyard of someone's home in South Dallas, and he was so hungry he was eating rocks. Oh, poor thing. I know. Yeah, he just said August 5th is his birthday. August 5th? Yep. Oh, okay. I'll have to write that down. That's so sweet. And he just said, I like when you hold my paws and pet my paws. Do you do that a lot? Um, I think my husband does it more than I do. Oh, especially when he's sleeping. We just, we try to give him that nice comforting feeling of just, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe, you know? Well, he he loves it. I don't know. Confirm that with your husband because he loves when his paws are Well, he does do that. My husband does do that. So can you ask him just not to worry about when people leave? Like he doesn't have to rush my daughter when she's leaving the door? the door you know and yeah he yeah. just gets 
anxious that they're not going to come back. So can your daughter show him in in her mind that she is going to come back through the door and greet him again? Okay. All right. And also, he's confused about her. She's an animal person, but he nipped at her at the beginning when we first got him because she showed fear toward him, and I think it scared him. Yeah. And yeah, so they can smell the fear, right? Exactly. And I think that's, I mean, she loves him to death, but she's a little afraid of him too. So she's not mm-hmm. as close to him as I would love for her to be, but it's not because of him. It's just, I think it's more her. She was, she was bit by a dog when she was younger, but she loves dogs, loves, loves them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just, if you can ask her, cause the animal is a reflection of our energy. So the more she's able to just send him loving thoughts and not be afraid. I know that's hard because, oh, trust me, I get it. I was also attacked by a dog when I was sick. So I, I completely understand yeah, you, where her fear comes from. Yes, I remember you um, telling him. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But if, if she can just send him loving thoughts and just be open, have body language that's open with him, he'll calm down more. Oh, yeah. he just said popcorn. Did you Have you given him popcorn? Recently? I have been giving him popcorn. <laughs> He's saying thank you for the popcorn. He used to be so finicky about everything, and then Molly loves everything, so she'll eat it, and he probably thought, oh, well, she's eating the popcorn. It must be good. I'll try it. And now he loves it. Thank you, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) He loves living there. He's very, very happy. Oh, I'm so happy. He just needs help with that right knee. Okay, no, I'll talk to my husband about that. Absolutely, because is it always hurting him, or is it just sometimes? It's pretty constant aching, yeah. Oh, bless his heart. Okay, all right. Oh, that is hilarious, the popcorn thing. He's a little old man in a soul in a tiny little dog body. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you saw his face. He's just a sweetheart. He is. And he, like I said, he's so much better than he used to be. So Mm -hmm. much better. And Molly is the exact opposite. She's just, you can pick her up wrong. She's cool with it. You know, she's just cuddle bug and the best dog ever, you know, and and so is Dexter, but just a whole different kind of way. They love each other a lot too. So I hope. Oh yeah. He adores her. He says they annoy each other sometimes, but they adore each other. Oh, they do annoy. You're exactly right. (laughs) I think he annoys her more than him (laughs) because he's younger and he wants to play more, you know, and she's older, you know, she's 13 now. So But she will hang with him and she'll play too. Yeah. I just heard she's going to be 14 in January. See, I don't even, we didn't even know her birthday. So she'll be 14. Okay. All right. In January. January 12th. January 12th. Oh my gosh. Okay. I had no idea how old she was, you know, like her birthday and exactly how old we were guesstimating on her too. She was a rescue as well. But I think they used her for a puppy meal because she's a beautiful pug. And I think that they, they bred her a little earlier than she should have been. Right. Oh, well, let me just, I'm just showing him that he's safe and he's not going anywhere. Yeah. And he's saying, thank you. He's very polite, but he does trust you. He says he does. Good. I'm so glad you have been wonderful and I don't want you to worry about all this stuff now. So, okay. When a client calls you and they say, Hey, I have a dog and I need you to tell them whatever, but I also would like to talk to my parents. (laughs) Do you have like a double whammy like that as well? Or how do you do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just tell people up front that's two separate readings. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. You'll have to pay for both readings. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't know how all that worked with you because that's so cool that you can do both and communicate. I'm sure, you know, people with your abilities can probably do a lot more than maybe they even think because you had no idea you could communicate with the animals until they kind of started coming through on the readings. And you're like, wait a minute, there's something to this. Right, right. Hi. 
Yeah, surprise. Yeah. But if I could, like I was telling you before, we have a ranch out just an hour outside of Dallas-Fort Worth. And so far, there's been no rattlesnakes that have approached us. Um, but there is a rattlesnake den close. Now, if I were somebody like you and can communicate with one of them, if they ever approached us, that would be cool. <laughs> Please don't bite us. That would really be cool to be like, hey, I'm safe. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. yeah. I've never actually been in that situation. But yes, you this know, would be a great tool to have. Well, it'd be, it'd be really cool. If, well, like if you were hiking, just you, you know, Carrie, we're hiking and a mountain lion comes up to you. The fact that you could communicate with them and just what a gift for you. I mean, that's really cool. Yes, that would be. I mean, of course, I'd still be like, well, yeah, you'd be scared to death. Well, you know, we well, yeah, I mean, because honestly, any wild animal, we had a raccoon in our barn out at our ranch and it was the oddest thing. It was very gentle. It, It was just kind of on a shelf kind of thing in the barn. And it looked at us, and we looked at it, and we just walked right out because, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, raccoons are the sweetest animals. People have no idea. They're, I've talked to a lot of raccoons, actually. They're oh, okay. so sweet. Well, and like I said, we're not used to, you know, we're used to seeing things, you know, deer and all that. But, you know, when you've got one right there in front of you, well, first, you don't know if they have rabies or whatever. Probably not. But if I had your abilities, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think you know, anybody can learn to do what I do. It's a matter of practicing it and mastering it. And, right. You know. No, absolutely. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and have a reading for themselves or for their animals, how would they get in touch with you? And, you know, tell us all about your website, your social media. Yeah, um, everything can be done at my website. Um, scheduling, uploading the photo, paying. It's uh, com. And and you're on Instagram. I am on Instagram. I scored pet psychic on Instagram um, years ago, so that was that was good. And then yeah, I've got a Facebook page too. So and I think it's so exciting that you were on Ghost Brothers. Yeah, I was the, on the premiere episode of Ghost Brothers Haunted House Guest. That is are so cool. Are you gonna? Guys. Oh yeah. yeah. Are you gonna go back and do any more TV work, or are you just kind of waiting to see what's gonna happen? I would absolutely love to do TV work. I've talked to a couple producers about stuff. Nothing's in the works right now, but you never know what's going to happen. I know. I'm so excited for you because you are, seriously, you were absolutely right on with Dexter. I'm not even kidding. It, it kind of blew me away. It's one thing when you talk to mediums and they talk about, you, you know, your loved ones because that's done more. But when I talk to somebody that can actually talk to animals, that is so fascinating to me and I thank you so much for coming on and just talking to me about Dexter and just giving me some information that I honestly had no idea and probably wouldn't have known and you're in Florida correct I'm actually in Kentucky oh are you in Kentucky I'm sorry I was thinking you were in Florida okay so I'd love to be in Florida right now (laughs) (laughs) Kentucky's a little chilly right now now. if you've ever been to the Kentucky Derby I bet you um can talk to all kinds of horses over there huh (laughs) I have actually talked to uh, several horses before the races, and uh, really, it's sad though. They're really stressed and pressured, and it's it's not. Yeah. I'm not actually a big fan of the Derby. I mean, I've grown up a Kentucky girl, and I, you know, I'm a big Kentucky girl, but the Derby is very very hard on those horses. Well, you so know, it's so it's funny. It's so funny you say that because. Uh, I don't know what it is. Whenever I would watch the Kentucky Derby or any kind of horse racing, you know, I'm not saying it's cruel. I mean, I don't know what all goes into it. And I, that would be not cool of me to say those kinds of things. But I, I just got a feeling from the horses that mm, that's a lot. You're right. That's a lot of pressure. I don't, I mean, 
animals are good at reading people. And you wonder if they think, am I loved or do you just want me because I'm fast? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just so much pressure uh, to perform. And of course, you know, the horses love to run, but it's just so much pressure on those animals. So yeah, that's, that's a tough topic. Yeah, no, I know. So, but anyways, to my listeners, Carrie Kennedy, the pet and people psychic, look her up. I will add your um, information in my show notes. And girl, you have been fantastic and incredible and interesting. And I thank you so much for joining me today. Um, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking to you. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.